enjoyed on the podcast that uh, uh, at Roof of the Fire, when you just go to my Twitter page at Roof of the Fire, you see the link to the podcast. It's an anchor podcast, the uh, Senior Fire podcast. So, as I was saying, whatever they said about, they were wrong. They got it all mixed up because they got the wrong person. And this thing, I'm very, I'm very particular about it because I still see a lot of people that don't even believe in their destiny. They go to church, they declare, they don't even believe in the declaration. And I keep telling people, yes, declarations are good, but the state of mind is even better. Some people keep saying, God, bring millions my way, but they never think they can be billionaires or millionaires. Yeah. They never even work towards it or creating something for it. So they don't believe in it. But they say it every time. A lot of people here say what they don't believe. As I see, leadership is a challenge in this country. They make political promises, but they can't keep it up because people say what they don't believe in. People say what they don't believe in. But it's that I want to change. That's why I'm saying your life is waiting. Whoever told you that was wrong, they lied about it. Because once you are persistent, then you start to change the dynamics on your life and you take your life in your hands. Once you start to do the things I talked about in the sacrifice for vision, then you start to take your life in your hands because your life is waiting. There are many great grounds to conquer that you are not conquering because you are believing what people say too much about your life. The day you start blocking out people's opinion, that's the day you start prospering. Because everybody's opinion is skewed towards what they want. Everybody has an agenda. And most likely it's not in your own best interest, their agenda. The reason why people hate you is because they think they can pull you down with their hatred and say all sorts of things to stopping you from getting your goals and objectives in life. The reason why people break you or they hurt you in a marriage is because they have their own selfish agenda. It's because they believe in the selfishness of their agenda more than the togetherness of what you share. That's why, please, you should never cry over somebody that break your heart. They were selfish. If they were not, they will stay. Do not do them the favor of crying over somebody that break your heart. The only time you should cry is to nurse your own pain and heal from your pain. But crying they could come back after they've done evil to you is excellent stupidity. Because if they were not selfish, they would do everything to stay. Don't deceive yourself. Don't make excuses for people that wouldn't make excuses for you. I'm not saying hate them, bless them in the name of God and that by that's it. Because really, if people want to make it work with you, they will make it work. If they are vested in making it work with you, they'll make it work. Because those that finally decided to make it work with you were no fools in the end. So when people throw emotional tantrums, they block you and say, I don't want to talk to you again. Let them go. They are not your God. They are just plotting their own selfish agenda. 
Their agenda is not God's agenda. If they close their door, God didn't close his door. It's only their door they closed. So let them go. Because a lot of people are making excuses for a man that left them 10 years ago and they cannot remarry. And they are lying good men, leave them and pass by. I will seize your phone later. They are allowing good men pass by. They can't remarry because somebody broke their heart in 1993. They keep saying all men are scum. All men are scum, you keep saying, is an indication that one selfish man still runs your life when you need to open your life to the new possibility. All women are scum is an indication that one selfish woman still runs your life. If she really wanted to make it work, she would make it work. It wasn't because you had faults, that's why she left. It was because she, she, she was selfish. Why? There are people that stay with you despite your worst faults. And they say, we die here. Those people are not stupid. So don't cry over them, let them go. That's how you should not keep crying about your background. Being the reason for your back being on the ground. Uh, because my father didn't send me to school. There are people they sent up to PhD level that they didn't make anything good out of their life. Somebody was telling me yesterday about a man. He counted the houses the man had in Naja for me. He said it's over 25 houses. Ask me what does the man do? The man is a stack illiterate. All he does is he kills cow and he takes them to Aja markets, supplies the whole of Aja, kills close to 15 cows every day. That's how he makes his money. Runs an abattoir down the line. He has over 20 houses in Aja. Was he educated? No. I'm not saying he shouldn't get education. But that same man could have decided to keep quiet and say, ah, my father didn't tell me this good. That's why I can't do anything with my life. We blame everybody like old Roger. Old Roger is dead and gone to his grave. Ooh, ah, gone to his grave. Ah, you blame, 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 blame. Quit the blame game, brothers. Quit the blame game, sisters. Nobody is responsible for your life than yourself. Your background shouldn't stop you from bringing the giftings of God inside of you, out to the world. You have gone through a situation, people have gone through worse than this. Don't deceive yourself. Don't magnify your problem. When you look at a problem with magnifying lens, it magnifies. Elon Musk today that is a billionaire, when he first left South Africa at the tender age of 17 and they got into America, Elon Musk and his brother slept in a one-bedroom shed that had no toilet. They used to go and have their bath outside. This same Elon Musk that is, as at last three weeks, Elon Musk was the world richest man actually, before he was beaten again because of share prices. So the world richest man three weeks ago at a point once lived in a house where there was no bathroom or toilets. And I'm not talking, this was 2002-2003, before they started PayPal. 
So nothing should bring you down. This same Elon Musk bought a car worth $1 million. He crashed the car and had no insurance. So he has gained money, he has lost money. You see, life is a continuous process. Elon Musk didn't say, because I'm from South Africa, I will not thrive. Question is, what you want to do with your life is dependent on you. But I, but I please, I advise you, your life is waiting. It's just waiting by the corner. Because the moment you wake up, that's when your morning starts. A lot of you are still sleeping. You might be rough, dirty, and be considered stupid. But the day you wake up, that's when your morning starts. I keep telling this thing when I give high-level presentations to corporate and board members and CEOs. I said, see, in the 1800s, Napoleon said, China is a sleeping giant. When it wakes, it will shake the world. It took China to start waking up in 79. Today, China has fulfilled that prophecy of Napoleon. In the next five years, China will be the biggest economy in the world. In terms of PPC, PP is already beating America, producing power parity. When Malaysia, because Singapore used to be part of, I think Thailand or Malaysia, I get it right. When the parent country of Singapore said, oh no, we can't harbor you again. Lee Kuan Yew cried. Because it was, it was Thailand that used to help Singapore, that small island. Lee Kuan Yew cried and he said, how am I going to run this country on my own with so much poverty and squalor? But today, Singapore is a testimony story everywhere. It was because Lee Kuan Yew took the destiny of his tiny allied nation, called Singapore, in his hands. That's why it became a success story. Everybody predicted that Singapore was going to fail. Prediction might abound that people will fail. Just like I keep saying about my dear country. A lot of people are saying, oh, we've done badly economically. The day Nigeria wakes up, that's where it's going to shake the world. Nigeria is a sleeping giant. That's why I wrote a book, Veritas, The Tale of a Sleeping Giant. But the day our country wake up, you'll be surprised. And a lot of people, bad-minded people, argue with me. When is he going to wake up? It's going to definitely wake up at a point. It's a cycle. It will come. All we just need to do steadfast and constructive criticism and make peace be our priority because everything we want to achieve is with peace and love and brotherliness we can do it and unity is the bedrock of success because it is when we are united we can achieve true success so it's a sleeping giant when he wakes it will shake the world and I know it will wake up sometime soon. So start to ask yourself, how can I wake up for my life that is sleeping? 
because your life is waiting. What are the things I have capacity to do that I have not done? There are solutions inside many of you. When we say technology, it's only human beings trying to bring out solutions that form technology. The difference between technology advancement in 1960 and 2016 is just because some human being decided to bring about technological advancements and that is what is shaping and changing the world. Just like some people evolved. Just like somebody, Barclays Bank in England, decided to install the first ATM machine. From there, they evolved ATM machines. I was in England the other day. I put a check inside the ATM machine. Then we have evolved to a digital currency and it keeps evolving worldwide. So with the technological advancement, just like the internet, the 60s, the American con uh, government brought about a project called ARPA, ARPANET, Department of Research, linking computers. Then Emma Conti Benelli, in 1990, in Centre European Recherche de Nucléaire, European Center for Nuclear Research, CERN in Switzerland. All he just needed to do was to write something that linked hypertext together and we can go on the World Wide Web. And what do you have on the web today is people that put things on the web that are there. Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, used to tell a story that as of 1995, the first time he went to America, when he pressed China on the internet, he only saw five entries about China. But today there are billions of entries about China. It's people that put them there. The world will not change. It's the people that will put these things there. The technology advancement of Nigeria will not change. It's the people that will advance technology in Nigeria. So you have to start thinking. The real estate sector in Nigeria will not change. It's the people that will advance real estate. The credit sector in Nigeria will not change. It's the people that will advance access to credits. Everything is man-made. Everything is man-made. That's why JFK said human beings is a man-made problem and it needs man-made solution. But the problem with us, we've not been able to find man-made solution to the man-made problems. We create the problems. But we should be honest enough to find the solution. Man is so powerful. The mind is so powerful. So all the problems you think you have in your life, once you start to find your man-made solution to it, things will get better. And you don't have money in your pocket. Start by creating something. Start by being an apprentice. Learn the ropes. Get better. Then start up your own. Then understand compound interest. Being an entrepreneur. Because it is only when you have something doing that opportunities will follow you. What is luck? Preparation meeting opportunity. Let's say somebody is lucky. He's lucky. He's lucky. Just call me. Are you prepared? These are the questions you need to keep asking yourself constantly. We'll talk more.